Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob. So work-life balance, can it actually be achieved? Uh, I'm not sure how much of a a faith or a belief I have in the perennial work-life balance. I think more that work-life balance is based on your current obsessions. I think that it's based on, um, you know, you have focus in certain areas and then they become productive uh, and you get great value to those in your life. And then areas where you don't have so much focus and they tend to erode. Uh, but I've actually made some notes because I think this is a really important subject and I want to go into it in quite a lot of detail uh, about um, the balance of work and life and if it's really achievable. And yes, I'm in bed and yes, it's 7.30 p.m. And so I think that says a lot about my work-life balance. Uh, so... I think first off to achieve work-life balance, it depends on your situation. Uh, and, you know, like if you're 21 years old, then you can work for 15 hours a day or you can start a part-time business or a full-time business uh, living with your mum and dad with no mortgage and no car loans and no school fees and everything else. If you're 41, you might have young children or if you're 31, you might have young children. And so your focus may have to be more on those. And so where, you know, they say where your focus goes, energy flows and results show. So if you are more focused on your family, uh, which at that time in your life is obviously going to be an important value to you, then you can't hustle like all these Americans are telling you you can 16 hours a day if you actually want to have a family left. And then, of course, if you're 61 or 71, you might more want to retire um, you know, you might want to slow down. You might want more of a lifestyle business. So I think your work-life balance is going to change through your life. Uh, and so don't let anyone give you like a, a soundbite this is right or this is wrong, always do this or never do this for your life. That being said, you know, if you really do want to build and grow a good business or, you know, you want to make a lot of money quite quickly, then you've got to put a lot of time and focus and energy into that. And there's always going to be a price to pay. So one of the things I, I, I'm not sure I believe is the perennial work-life balance. And I just actually saw in one of my Facebook groups, Jane Baylor, she just said, I'm not sure I believe in it as a concept. I, I think I agree with her in that I don't believe it as a concept in that I don't think you always have it. And I think if you're striving to always have it, I think you're chasing a dream that is maybe a delusion. I think you're going to have balance or happiness or fulfillment in areas you focus on. So if you equally focus on business and family and health, one third, one third, one third, you're going to have one third balance or satisfaction in those areas. If you focus 
80% on your business, then you're going to get good results in that area. You're going to get money. You're going to get, um, you know, some level of satisfaction and growth. But there's going to be a cost in the family or the health or the fitness. Now, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, there's all these people who are millionaires and they're really unhappy and they get divorced. Um, like being a millionaire is what caused it. It's not that. What caused it is 100% focus in that area or nearly 100 and no focus in the other areas. Now, that doesn't have to be the life you choose. You could choose to have three main values, focus on three equally. I'm getting put off here by some of the comments about me being in bed. 7.30 p.m. I'm getting ready for Game of Thrones. This is late for me. Um, so where focus goes, energy flows and results show. So you don't have to be that person that makes a million or a hundred million and has no family life and is overweight and, you know, like maybe has a heart attack when you're 50. But the more you focus on the money area, the more obsessive you are, the more you're going to get results in that area, but the more price there's going to be in another area. So a thing I think you can do, which is really beneficial, is to work out what your highest values are and try and live your work-life balance according to maybe your three highest values. Uh, and if they are family, business stroke money, and health and fitness, then really you want to get rid of most of the other things in your life because they're A, not high value to you, and they're really going to end up distracting you and your energy and your focus and your results away from your important things. And therefore, focus on those. Now, you can focus on those equally because that's your choice. Now, I'll come back to that. Um, now, if you have a partner, so a life partner, especially, or a business partner, but more importantly, a life partner, I believe that if you want a balanced family dynamic, now this is quite controversial according to some of the posts I've seen. I posted on one group called Business, 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 and people went wild and called me a misogynist and called me like ours in the 1950s. Um, and maybe it's the way I worded it. Maybe I wanted some re reaction. But if you're, let's say you've got a life partner, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, um, and you want a, a balanced family dynamic, then you need to have different priorities, I believe. You cut, if you both have business or money as your highest value, who looks after the kids and the house and the health and, you know, your personal life stuff, well, that will end up pretty much going by the wayside. Of course, that'll also be a big battle if you're both the breadwinners and you're both out there, you know, building your empire. That could be a clash. I'm not saying it's not possible, but, you know, so if you're both out there building your empires, you're going to need nannies, you're going to need housekeepers. You know, you're not going to spend as much time with your kids. Okay, you can carry them around with you. Um, and, you know, I've certainly taken my family around the world and that's been great. But if your highest value and priority is, you know, your business and money, it's okay for your husband or wife's highest priority to be, you know, the house and the family and the children. And I think a lot of people expect that their partner, they should be to them the highest value. Now, I'll whisper this because my wife's in the house. Um, but I know I am not my wife's highest priority. I know my children are a higher priority than her. I know this. She may not say this to me. She may say family and she may say we're all equally important. But I know because of where she spends her time and where she spends her money. She doesn't spend her money on me. She spends her money on the kids. She spends her time with the kids, not with me. 
I know this. And that was hard for me for a while. But this serves my family dynamic. Because if her highest value is me and my highest value is business, or if my highest value is my building the empires and my wife's highest value is that, who looks after the children, who manages the household, who looks after our personal affairs, etc. So um, I think it's wise to sit down with your partner and work out what each of your highest three values are and work out what your highest priorities are going to be and make sure that they're different and they'll probably be different anyway and be okay with that. Um, because you can be your wife or your husband's second priority and still be a high priority. And that liberates you to go and create the mission and build the empire and then creates a really balanced family dynamic. You know, when people say, oh, my kids are so different. They say it like it's a surprise. Everybody's family, their kids are really different. Shy one, you know, extrovert. Um, You know, they're different skills and personality traits. That is the natural balanced family dynamic. So... I think that's wise to plan that and get your buy-in from your partner so that, you know, you can have work-life balance. Uh, Okay, I'm just looking at all the comments. Thank you for your comments. Love you all. All right. um, So work out what your values are. Align them with your partners. It's okay that they're not equally high. Create a plan. Have priorities, but of course they can change. Um, And then... What you need to do, I believe, is to compartmentalize your time, your diary and your life according to those priorities. So, um, you know, having this work-life balance is about doing the meaningful things of highest priority, maybe highest income generation, that make you feel alive and fulfilled, that don't create too many holes and attrition in other areas, i.e., you know, it's not wise to just do your business all day, every day, and your health get affected. It's not wise to do your business all day, every day, and um, lose your family. And a lot of people say it like, if you do a lot of business, you'll lose your family. Or if you do a lot of business and make a lot of money, you know, you'll lose your um, caring side or you'll lose your health. You don't have to. But you have to prioritise and compartmentalise going to the gym early. Maybe listen to podcasts at the same time to get your value of business and personal growth met. You have to book in time with your husband or your wife, time with your family and your children, time away from your business. And it's okay to do that. And like I said, if you go back to 21, 41 or 61, some of you are saying it's a bit weird watching me in bed. Well, it's just me. You can only see my face. You can't see what's underneath. Um, You know, it gets good engagement. Um, Sorry, if you're listening to the podcast, it's probably me. uh, you, You don't get the context for the video. Now I'm rambling. So let me go back. So I wrote a book called Routine Equals Results. And in that book, um, because I've been trying to figure out for quite a few years after writing Life Leverage and retiring, and then when I did money, really getting back into the businesses, and then when Bobby was doing all the world championships, I retired again. And then this year on my 40th birthday, I wanted to go in big again. And I'm kind of going on this sort of like almost endless loop of retire, work hard, retire, work hard. But a lot of it is life dependent, you know, where I am, situation dependent, desire dependent. And also when you fill the value, i.e. fulfilled means filled, the value is filled. Um, that value often goes away. Um, And then you will have another void that will appear in your life. You know, like you find like, you know, like when you find like, 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 but you, you, you get an area in your life sorted. But when you get that sorted, the thing you took your eye off, there's a void and a hole in it. So you turn around and go and sort your area and life in that area. And then when you fix that, there's a void somewhere else. Because again, where focus goes, energy flows and results show. And if there's an reverse comment is like you focus and get results in one area and you create a void in another you know like that fairground game 
where the heads pop up and you bang them down. But by the time you bang one head down, the other one's popped up. And then the other one's popped up. And then the other one's popped up. Um, so compartmentalize your diary and put your highest focus and priority and key result area and income generating tasks in there. Uh, and that's work, rest and play. That's um, passion and profession. And then try and get a balanced ideal for you diary and then make that a firm recurring commitment. So someone's just put here, it's, it's not about balancing idiots. I don't know if you mean that's not about balancing, comma, idiots, or it's not about balancing. That's a good point. It's not about multitasking. It is not about doing a million things. It's not about trying to do everything. It's about doing probably like three most high prior priorities and outsourcing and leveraging everything else and giving yourself time to work on and in revenue and recreation, passion and profession, finances and family of the things that are important to you. And then to change them over time. Because when you're 21, it's probably all about you and starting your business. When you're 41, it's about your family. When you're 61, it's about the legacy. And so you've got to keep checking in every few years um, because it changes as you change. Okay, so always expect that there'll never be perfect balance, that you're always striving to achieve it. But what will happen is that it will change over time and certain areas you'll master and certain areas you'll be a disaster at. I reckon every six months you need to look at slightly retweaking and reordering your diary. Um, time out and time away is okay. For all these hustlers and grinders and working 15 hours a day, well, you know what? In the end, your health and your sleep, there's massive science on sleep now, uh, are more important. And if you want, I think you want to be like Warren Buffett, who's still going good and got really good energy and health, and that might be genetic, but it also may be his lifestyle. You know, when you're 80 or 90, because you're going to have a lot more success, a bigger legacy, and you can make a lot more money. So it's probably better to work... At, seven or eight hours a day and have some rest and recreation within your day um, than it is to, you know, burn yourself out in three years and have a, a breakdown or some kind of really bad health scare because that will end up putting you out for years or back for years. Um, so a lot of people are obs obsessive about their vision and their values and that's good, but it's also bad. It's good because you get results and you, be you become the best, uh, but it's bad because you're still Steve Jobs and you, you die when you're 48 or 50. Um, you know, or you have really bad mental health or bad physical health. So I think you can be obsessive in short, sharp bursts. I think you work really deep in short, sharp bursts. I think you work, work long in short, sharp bursts. I think also when you read my book, Routine and Causal Results, and you go through that pro process and that system, you can work your kind of ideal day and week and month and year. Now, some people like to work three days on, two days off. Or three days on one business, two days on another business, two days off. Or they like to work really hard for three weeks and have a week off. Or they like to do the 12 week, three, you know, three month year. Or they work to like work, to work hard for five years and then have a year off. And none of those are actually wrong um, or right. It's what works for you. Now, what works for me is a bit of everything every day. I like to have a few hours off, a few hours on. I like to have a few hours on my social, a few hours in my business, a few hours, uh, you know, with my um, family. And when I say a few hours, sometimes it's 0.5 hours or 1.2 hours. And I like to have a bit of everything every day. Um, but some people like to go really deep and just do one business for three days. And then, you know, like I said, another business for two days. And you've got to work out what's right for you and then make that plan. So when people say to you, there's only one way to work, which is, you know, like 15 hours a day for 20 or 30 years. I've heard people actually say that. Okay, well, maybe if you want to be the best, but uh, want to have a terrible life in every other area, go and do that. Um, you've got to think about leverage as well. So you focus on your key result areas and your income generating tasks. But then also you can leverage out low income generating tasks, admin, 
you can leverage out personal um, PA, admin stuff. Um, and, you know, you can leverage out people helping you with your travel and your arrangements and maybe even your uh, marketing or your finances, um, if they're good at managing those. And I think that um, what you're good at, do a lot of, and everything else that you're not good at, leverage out. And that will get more done in less time, like I wrote in my book, Life Leverage. Um, and, you know, don't assume you have to do everything yourself. And with this hustle and grind, the assumption is you have to do it yourself. You don't. Um, you can um, work hard on your vision, but not on the, the hard, hard work. You could work hard on your strategy, but that's thought hard work, not physical hard work. Uh, you know, this culture of you only really feel like you've achieved anything if you're busy, 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 busy. Well, no. Um, busy in the wrong things is not work-life balance. Um, it's like the dog humping the tree, you know, the little Westie. Hump, hump, hump. You can hump the tree, hump the tree. Keep humping that tree. Hump that tree all day and all night. Hustle away on that tree. Hump that tree. Grind away at that tree. But you ain't going to make no puppies humping a tree. Um, and, you know, you can get lost in low priorities. You can get lost in other people's emergencies. Uh, if you don't have a compartmentalized diary, if you don't, uh, you know, master your time, someone else will master your time for them. If you're not working on towards your vision, someone else will have you walking, working towards their vision. Um, so leverage and compartmentalizing time and isolating yourself from distractions are all part of your work-life balance. Checking every six months and re redefining your goals and your diary, all part of your work-life balance. Education versus implementation, all part of your work-life balance. Working on the business and in the business, all part of work-life balance. Focusing and loving your family, focusing and loving your business, all part of work-life balance. Um, it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be a seesaw that's going to kind of be moving constantly. But finally, you, if you merge your passion and profession, if you love what you do and do what you love, if you get your family involved in your work, you teach your kids about money and finances, if that's what you're in. And, you know, when you travel, you do um, speaking gigs and masterminds, but you also have your holiday. Um, and, and, and it works well a lot of the time. And there's some sacrifices that have to be made too. Um, but I think that's where you can get the best balance. So to summarize then for all of you who were just tuning in, um, yes, I'm in bed. Yes, it's before eight o'clock. But that's because that's how I roll. That's all I'm saying. Hashtag just saying. Is work-life balance possible? I think it's possible in the seesaw in that you're going to seesaw from one end way to the other. You might every now and again for a few ideal minutes or days or weeks be in equilibrium, but it's always going to move because it's always going to be disruptions because <clears throat> life doesn't want you to be in perfect harmony. Life wants to challenge you to, be, to grow and then the reward is to be back into balance and then challenge you to grow and then the reward is to be back into balance with the happiness feelings. To challenge you to grow, to be back. So it's a constant cyclical thing. It doesn't exist in like a destination uh, because life isn't like that. But it is possible to constantly work on it and constantly tweak it. Depends on your life situation. If you're 21, you can work hard and you've got low overheads, uh, no cost and work and live with your mum and dad and you can go and take risks and set up businesses and you fail and stuff. When you're 41, you've got to focus on your children and your family, maybe as much as your business. When you're 61, you've got to focus on your legacy and, you know, the next generation maybe, or when you're 81, so that you keep reevaluating it at different periods in your life. Hustle, hustle, grind, grind, not always good advice, often bad advice. Um, don't keep pumping the tree. I'm nearly done. Um, you know, just like work hard on the right things at the right times, short, sharp bursts. Uh, and I think, um, you know, the bigger you get in business and the more successful you get, how your hard work is actually your good ideas, your creativity, your innovation, your resourcefulness, 
your adaptability, your ability to listen, seeking out wise counsel, getting good mentors, being on masterminds, solving big problems. And that is not like stick it, digging a hole with your ass in the air and your head down and just not even seeing where you're going, just kicking dirt behind you harder and harder. Uh, there's always a price to pay for hard work. And, you know, you just got to know what that is. Um, and you're probably constantly working hard in one area and then trying to fix the other area and working hard in that area and trying to fix the area that was fixed because the other ones have become broken like that fairground game when you're hitting all the things that pop up on the head and then you hit one down and the other one pops up. Um, I think if you've got a partner and a family, share the vision, but have different values and priorities so you can create a great balanced family dynamic. Make sure you're clear on your values so you're working on your three highest values for the most part because you probably don't want to balance too many more. Otherwise, you'll be overwhelmed and you won't have work-life balance. You'll be too thin. Compartmentalize your time, diary, and life according to my book, Routine Equals Results. Expect some um, areas to need to refocus from time to time. That's the game. Mole hunt. Um, obsessive is good, but obsessive is bad. Uh, what you focus on, uh, you'll get results in, but there will be attrition in other areas where focus goes, energy flows, and results show. Um, don't worry about other, what other people are doing, what other people are telling you to do, that you should be working harder on this, or you should be doing this, or you should be spending loads of time, you, you know, like um, in areas of life that aren't important to you. That's their vision, not yours. Um, so take the advice that works for you. Make sure this time out and away and work on as well as in. Leverage as much as you can. Build a team, build outsourcers and resources so you can get more done in less time and it's not on your time. Um, and then merge your passion and profession where possible. So this has been the Work Life Balance live and podcast. Hopefully you found it useful. If you th think this kind of uh, content is useful, uh, give me a yes on the live. Or if you're listening to the podcast, just PM me and let me know if this kind of content is what you want to hear. So thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.